Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a podcast from WOR. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun, New York. On a Thursday, the weekend is almost here, baby. Just get through this show and the weekend is here because Fridays are the weekend here on the Jesse Kelly Show because it's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. But here's what we've got on tap for tonight. Alvin Bragg might have himself in a little bit of trouble courtesy of Trump. Good for Trump. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about why dudes compete in women's sports a bunch. Why did this... Why did this happen in our society? How did this happen? We'll tackle it. Is someone assassinating Republicans in New Jersey? I don't know, but we're going to ask the question. National media doesn't seem to want to talk about that at all. China's definitely spying on us, and that's probably not good. And our IQs are dropping, and I'm not even just talking about Chris. All that and so much more tonight is coming up on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I actually want to be... Oh, 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 wait, something else is coming. We are going to have calls, but not normal calls. Not, ah, Joe Biden sucks. No, 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 no. It's not going to be now. Don't pick up the phone. Don't, it's not, it's not going to be till at least next hour. But we are going to have fun phone calls tonight. They're going to be, well, amnesty phone calls. You know what I mean by that? I mean, tonight, we are going to declare an amnesty between husbands and wives, girlfriends and boyfriends, and you're going to call in tonight and you're going to unburden yourself with a pet peeve of your spouse that you wish was different. By the way, this is lighthearted. Please don't call and say my wife is ugly or something. That's really not very nice. It's supposed to be fun, but that's what we'll do later on. But until then, I want to get to something because I've been thinking about something right now. And actually, an email, someone wrote it in an email it's going to make, help me make my point. This says, this email is titled Boracle. That's what did he called me. Boracle, totally against little D. That's Ron DeSantis. Keep in mind, copying big T. I'm seeing rhino tactics with no tomorrow from little D. And he goes on, rhino, little D, and Boracle, and all. Okay, all right. Let's talk about something that I've come to the conclusion on. I think Trump and Michael Jordan have something in common. Now, don't turn off the radio, whether you're a Trump fan or Trump hater. Just stay with me for a second. Everyone knows who Michael Jordan is. Even Chris knows who Michael Jordan is. Greatest basketball player ever. But maybe you're not a huge basketball fan. So Jordan was a little different in that he was a guard, it wasn't one of the seven-footers. The NBA had been mainly dominated by seven-footers, big centers, and then along came Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan was a guard who shot the ball a lot. 
He shot the ball a lot. It was always driving, dunking, slam dunks. Everyone can. Everyone remembers the highlights from when they were a child. Everyone knows the Michael Jordan story. And Michael Jordan was amazing. He was a phenom. No one, we have never seen anything like him. Gosh, this guy can he can fly. Hadn't seen anything like him. And he's winning titles. And that was wonderful that we had that phenom. But there was a time after Jordan left that Jordan actually inadvertently, no, through no fault of his own, hurt the NBA. And this is why. Because after Jordan, all these guards came up into the NBA Every 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", guard who came into the NBA after Michael Jordan thought he would try to emulate Michael Jordan. And what did he do? Did he emulate all of Jordan's hard work eight hours a day in the offseason in the gym? No, no, of course not. He shot the ball every time up the court. Every single time he got the ball. No passing, no nothing. I'm going to go one-on-one. I'm going to go BNJ with the 360. And they never won a thing and couldn't accomplish anything at all. Why? Because you were copying the parts of Jordan you saw, not the parts of Jordan that made Jordan Jordan. And this email actually is a great point. I see the same thing happening with Trump and the GOP. Donald Trump, I don't care if you hate him, is a political phenom. And he was so different. He came out of nowhere, and he not only talked about things other people didn't want to talk about, like immigration, but he talked in in a way that that you talk, that I talk. like He talked like normal people talk. Frank, a little crude sometimes, right between the eyes. And he was this billionaire, and he flew on a plane that had Trump on the side of it, and his apartment's coated in gold, and his wife's a supermodel. It was just, he's just crazy. But Trump... Trump is wildly charismatic with an incredible sense of humor. And again, I don't care if you hate Trump. None of that matters to me at all. Hate him, love him, he is. He's charismatic with a great sense of humor, with this personality. Part of Trump's campaign was name-calling. Trump usually uses name-calling for labeling purposes, and he actually uses it very well sometimes. Lion Ted, remember, I like Ted Cruz. Lion Ted was great. To this day, Trump fans will call Ted Cruz Lion Ted. Crooked Hillary. That's great. It's not only a nickname, it's labeling her. So Trump's bombastic and he'll blast people with names and things like that. But that's not what makes Trump Trump. It's not the names. It was the other stuff, the phenom stuff, the charisma, the sense of humor. The, 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 that's what made Trump Trump. But now what's happened is Trump has inadvertently hurt some of the GOP base through no fault of his own. Because so much of the GOP base is exactly like this moron who just emailed the show. Hey, Boracle, little T, little D, what a need, what a rhino grifter, decimp loser, Boracle. A portion of the base now, they think that's what Trump is. He just calls people names, so I'm going to call people names. Aren't I funny? Grifter. You don't have the charm. You don't have the charisma. You don't have any of the things that made Trump Trump. You're just a jerk. This is happening now, and it's not only happening with the portion of the base, it's happening with other GOP politicians 
who aren't Trump. They don't have his charm. They don't have his charisma. They don't have his sense of humor. And they're trying to force it by copying other parts of Trump. But you can't be Trump. There's only one. The next 6'3 shooting guard. I know he wants to be Michael Jordan, but you ain't. You don't have the work ethic. You don't have the hand size. You ain't Michael Jordan. Go back and pass the ball, ball hog. The same thing is happening right now with the GOP. We are in, I know it's not a post-Trump era. He's probably going to be the GOP nominee and take on Biden. But we're in, a, in an era where Trump has been around long enough that now we have this thing rising that's bad. I, I know I know that you liked him. I know you like Trump. That's fine. Good. Wave that flag. Again, that's, that's wonderful. But Trump is a lot more than name-calling. I, 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 I don't care what you do in your life, but you should understand everyone laughs at how stupid you are when you say things like, Rhino, little D, that works for Donald Trump. Your name isn't Donald Trump. Be yourself. Just be yourself. All right? Just be yourself. Don't try to copy a phenom who you can't copy. You can't be Donald Trump. I can't be Donald Trump. That shooting guard can't be Michael Jordan. This is hurting our party. It's going to hurt the cause going forward if this idiocy doesn't get cleaned up. All this stuff does, Boracle, all this stuff does is turn people off. Doesn't gain in a doesn't. Because you don't have the sense of humor to charm me afterwards like Trump did. You just don't have it. All right? Stop being a moron. Now, I want to play something for you really quickly here because there's something I say often on this show, and oftentimes it will get people angry. I call America the U.S. of gay now because that is our new national religion. It's very clearly our new national religion. It's the flag that flies from our embassies. It's the flag waving. A, shoot, I saw a, fl- a, a, a flag, one of those tranny flags in my neighborhood today on a car. I didn't see any American flags on a car. I saw one of those flags on a car. And people would be like, we're not the U.S. of gay. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Bronx's very own AOC today. Thank you, AOC, for making my point. Join the revolution. I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I pledge allegiance to the drag. I pledge allegiance to the drag. Of course she does. I, I, I actually completely understand it. Makes sense when you're in a nation to pay homage to the national religion. All right, let's talk a little bit more about this national religion because this tranny cyclist in New York City just smoked a bunch of women <laughs> during a race, and we're going to have a little talk. Hang on. Is the Jesse Kelly show on a Thursday? I forgot to give out the email address. Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, all three hours. Your questions, whatever you send in to Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right? Remember, they don't have to be political. They can be. It can be about anything in the world. Doesn't bother me at all. And look, I feel bad. President spoke today. I didn't play any of it. Let me get to this, and then we'll get to this tranny cyclist in New York. You know, I literally, as my sister would say, I wrote the Vosgo Act with my own paw. Hmm, that's an important act. That's an important. I wrote the Fanatic State Act. As 
As China and Russia are forming a new coalition, the President of the United States of America is out there focusing on what really matters. We are as Americans embodying the simple truth that our diversity, our diversity is the strength. Find somebody. Chris, that was weird. My voice was at the end of that. You know what? That might be my new favorite Biden sound. What, Chris? No, hear me out here. People are already they're cringing as Joe Biden speaks, but then you get the sultry sounds of my voice in there at the end. I think people find this soothing. I know I do. Who we are as Americans, embodying the simple truth that our diversity, our diversity is the strength. Find somebody. Man, he sounds good. I wasn't talking about Joe Biden. Anyway, let's get to this really quickly. I'm not going to spend forever on this, but it's, it's a big cultural thing right now. We'll talk about that, and then we'll get to the, a little bit of this TikTok stuff and other stuff. But some dude pretending to be a chick raced in a woman's race in New York City and obviously won because dudes are bigger, stronger, and faster than chicks. They have more muscle mass, better lung capacity, bigger shoulders, stronger back. It's just dudes are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. That's how God made us, right? Uh, another rider quits. After the loss, a woman loses. And I'm not going to say I've been wrong about something, but I want to add an addendum to something I've been saying. When we've been discussing any time some dude is out there dominating in women's sports, like that dude swimmer at at UPenn, you've seen all the examples out there. One of the funniest ones is some rugby player in Australia. This dude looks like he weighs like 350 pounds his chin could be on Mount Rushmore, and he's got this ponytail, and he's just dominating these tiny little women around. The- anyway, anyway, I, when talking about this subject, have routinely blamed the women, the competitors of the sport. And I, I blamed the women because they're not boycotting. There's no boycott. There, there never has been. Occasionally, you'll get one to, to speak out, or you'll get one who will quit like this one after it's over or something like that. But for the most part, women have just lowered their heads and marched on and gone out there and getting dominated by somebody with a penis. But the truth is, I don't think that's totally fair to women because we are made different. Men and women are made different. I was reading something yesterday, and it was uh, uh, it was something about psychology. I won't go into the details of it, but it was talking about how women struggle with anxiety more than men. A woman is a more anxious creature than a man is simply by nature, which is why women are attracted so much to strong men. They're calming. They, they, they give her a sense of calm, of ease. Women, look, my wife's no different. If you're a woman, you're probably no different. You dudes out there, your wives are probably no different. My wife is very commonly saying to me, please don't embarrass me when we're going into a social setting. And she's half joking. But what does she mean by that? Well, I don't care what people think. She does. It does matter to her what people think, what her friends think. I think putting it on women to stop this insanity is too much. Men, women care too much what people think. These women go out there and they compete because, look, you heard these college athletes, these these female swimmers come out and say, I didn't want to get yelled at. I didn't want the social stigma. I didn't want people screaming at me. I didn't want, and 
You can call them weak, but I don't think that's fair. I think this has to be something that men have to take on. Men have an obligation to protect women. And if that offends you with your feminist crap, you should understand that I don't care at all that you're offended. That is a fact. Men should be protecting women. God didn't make us bigger and stronger and faster than women so we could beat them in the swimming pool. I promise you that. He made us that way so we could protect them. Men haven't done enough in this society to protect women and female athletes. Now, I'm not going to dump on... That's not me dumping on men. Not, not in that way. What has happened in this country is, for years, for decades now, men have given up their leadership role, their leadership position, and now we are a country that is completely feminized. Even the dudes who are in positions of power... They all, I mean, Biden does this routinely. They all do it. They all brag all the time about how subservient they are. And what a, I just, I would jail tell me where to sit. I'm just a big, helpless boob, supposed to be commander in chief, but I'm just a big, weak, dumb oaf without my jail helping me out. They all do that stupid routine now. It's been years and years and years of conditioning this way in society that now we're a completely feminized nation run by women. We're not run and led by men now. And I think that we men haven't done enough to protect this. I think putting this all on women, hey, just boycott, it's too much. You can tell that cyclist, that female cyclist, hey, you're a New Yorker. You're a woman. Boycott this thing. Quit. Man, she doesn't want to catch the heat on Facebook. Shoot, if you write me on Facebook, I won't even read it, let alone care. (laughs) So that's all. I'm going to move on. We'll get into some TikTok and stuff like that today. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Remember? Ask Dr. Jesse tomorrow, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, TikTok, and is somebody assassinating Republicans in New Jersey? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Hey, Chris, by the way, what happened to the Motown? I called for more Motown on the show, and I think it, I think you played like two songs, you know. I know there are 350 songs on the list, Chris, but can't we? It's on days, especially days where the news is heavy. We need some Motown to make us feel better, man. You know, are Jews against Motown, Chris? No, be honest. If this, is this some sort of a Chris? I need you to level with, level with me here. Is this a cultural thing? Just be honest with me. I need to know right now what we're dealing with here. Jewish producer Chris doesn't like Motown. I don't know why. Look, I'm not making any accusations. I certainly wouldn't want to point any fingers over there, but sure seems like you have something against Motown, Chris. Anyway, let's let's deal with something before we get to uh, this slain New Jersey councilwoman. TikTok. All right. I tried to explain this yesterday, but I'm going to explain this again. Remember, there are many different parts of warfare. Many, many, many different parts. Many more parts than just what we see. And many more parts than than what the movies will show us. We we like to think about warfare as tanks and ships and planes and bombs and bullets and missiles and things like that. And obviously those things are a part of it. And we like to think about warfare as spying. But what do you think of when you think of spying? You think of probably me because I should have been a spy in some trench coat in a European city like Prague. They're always in Prague. And you see, you picture me blending in like a shadow and stealing critical documents and things like that. I know that's what you picture, Chris. But there's another really critical part of warfare. 
And this is a very, very Eastern way to look at warfare. Remember, Eastern ways of looking at warfare are older and, to be honest with you, are probably superior to our ways because they focus on two things that we don't focus on near enough. One, time. Length of time. There are a lot of reasons for this, but when we go fight a war or do anything like that, we want to be in and out and over and bombs and bullets and nice. That was a couple nice highlights on Fox News that night. We're checking out. Woo-hoo-hoo. You know what they used to tell people? The Afghanis used to tell people, in our, our people in Afghanistan, they were never worried about losing to us. And they said, your sons are walking on the same streets their fathers are, patrolling the same streets your fathers are. I don't care. My sons will walk these same streets. You'll be long gone one day. If it takes 50 years, you'll be gone and we'll still be here. You're never going to win. You can't win. That's how they look at it. That's one thing. Length of time. Remember, China has a plan, a written down plan to supplant the United States of America. Now, if their plan or is their plan for next year, for two years from now, or maybe five years from now? It's the plan for 2050. Do you think we have plans written down, strategies written down to do anything foreign policy-wise by 2050? Let me spoil it for you. We don't. We don't We don't have anything like that. They do. Beyond length of time, there's another part of warfare. Degrading and demoralizing a society from within. And this is a this is something the communists, especially the Eastern communists, have specialized in for ages. I'm not even going to play you the Yuri Bezmenov clip I've played for you a thousand times about how the Soviets came in and their plan was infiltrate the education system, create a demoralized society that doesn't have any loyalty to the country at all, and then you can break them. But there's another part of it. It's not just the drugs, the fentanyl that starts in China that's coming into the country. How China manipulates our young people and older people. I don't want to just make it young people, but our young people for what they see. What they see, what they don't see, what is celebrated, what is not celebrated. Social media, even if you are not on it, and I'm not encouraging you to get on it. If you're one of these older people right now listening to the sound of my voice and I don't have Twitter, that fine, don't get Twitter. You don't need it. But you should understand Young people are on it, and it is incredibly influential to them. The world, they see the world because so much of the world is technological now, and I realize there's a lot of bad things about this, because so much of the world is technological. That phone that you're you're holding in your hands, that I'm holding in my hands right now, it's not a phone. It's a window. It's my window into the world. Now, obviously, I get out and about and I do more, but many, many people, it is their main window. They look at the world through that lens. And you're not just staring at a blank phone. You're opening up social media. Now, let me ask you something. Do you have a friend, relative, co-worker, aunt, uncle? Do you have somebody you know who's a piece of trash communist and you wish they'd stop being one? Of course you do. Everyone does. Everyone has someone like that in their life. Everybody does. Well, beyond our you voted for this campaign, which we're going to maintain here on this show, let me ask you something. Do you think that you could make a difference in how that person views the world if you could seize control 
of the things that person sees when they go on social media? Of course you could. Imagine how you could alter someone's worldview. They're logging on to whatever commie trash they're normally logging on to, but instead of the first thing they see being some new turbo freak pretending he's a chick winning a New York City bicycle race, instead the first thing they see is some video of Milton Friedman discussing economics. Instead, the first thing they see, instead of uh, the latest gun grab out there, the, the first thing they see is an ad for preborn. What if, what if instead of logging into social media and going on some screed about why Trump's the devil, what if the first thing your liberal Aunt Peggy saw was an ultrasound that preborn paid for that showed the beating heart of a baby? She's going on there to go on some pro-abortion rant. Kill them all! It's my rights! And instead, it's a preborn ad. Do you think you could change hearts and minds over time? My goodness, of course you could. If you can adjust the window somebody looks at the world through, you could change everything. By the way, we could help preborn do that kind of thing. You know, they're still getting their places firebombed by these pro-abortion radicals. That $28 you give them buys that young lady the ultrasound. That's why they're choosing life. You hear that heartbeat, you become a mother. It goes from being a clump of cells in your mind if you're a scared, confused young lady to being a baby, a life, a God-breathed life that you know you have to care for. That's what Preborn's doing out there, by the way. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Go give them 28 bucks today. Do something good today. You'll feel good about it. Preborn.com slash Jesse, all right? Sponsored by Preborn. Anyway, back to this window through the world. TikTok, I don't have it. It's not in my home. But I will tell you, friends of mine, Republican friends of mine, are routinely sending me TikTok videos no matter how many times I tell them. I'm not going to watch. Don't watch it. Non-political friends of mine. Hey, did you see this thing? Look at this dog. The dog is farting and dancing. Look at the video. Look how funny it is. I'm, I'm not looking at TikTok. The Chinese Communist Party is in charge of every single corporation in China. If you're a corporation in China, you don't ever have the option of saying something the Chinese Communist Party doesn't approve of chris what's the name of that billionaire ma or something like that one of the richest guys in the world one of the richest most powerful men in the world a chinese businessman i'm fuzzy on the details so i'm doing this off the top of my head came out and spoke against communist china a little while ago i don't uh i don't think we've heard from him since i don't know where he is you don't have the option china owns your tiktok They do. The Chinese Communist Party, they are collecting all of your information, your data. They're not only collecting it, though. That's actually not as terrible as it sounds. It's not good, right? You don't want China knowing all your likes and dislikes and who you are and everything else. You don't want them gaining that information. But set that aside. China is adjusting your view of the world when you go into TikTok especially young people, because young people are the ones on TikTok. We have to understand this is part of warfare. They thrive on this. 
and we act as if it's not happening, this is contributing to teen suicides. This is, they want your child broken mentally, broken, hopeless. Everything sucks. Everything's terrible. America sucks. TikTok is doing it to your child. I'm going to play you some of this testimony from their CEO today. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. You don't have enough to eat. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get your questions. All three hours belong to you tomorrow, but get your questions in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to have fun with the phone calls next hour. That'll be a blast. I do need to clarify something about Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. It is Ask Me Anything, but don't ask me about why there's no music in the podcast. I'm aware that there's now no music in the podcast, and I'm going to just tell you this. It's not my fault. It's actually not Jewish producer Chris's fault either, as much as I would love to just dump on him right now and blame him. It's not his fault. There are decisions happening beyond our pay grade right now. Just be patient. I'm aware of the problem, all right? Would you... Prefer, you know what I'll do, Chris? I'll just sing. It didn't even occur. Yes, Chris. No, what? What? You don't understand the talent that, that is inside of these vocal cords, Chris. I'm going to start singing now as my own intro. And the, what? You know what that'll do, Chris? I'll tell you what it'll We're changing do. Changing people's lives. That's what it'll do for the better. Changing people's lives for the better. All right, back to this TikTok stuff. You know what? No, real quick before we get to the TikTok thing. I'm not saying that Republicans are being assassinated for being Republicans in New Jersey. I'm really genuinely not saying that. But I am saying that a couple Republicans have been recently assassinated in New Jersey. Family of slain New Jersey Councilwoman Eunice Dwumfor demands answers from police. Two months ago, they gunned this woman down out in front of her house. Two months ago. No arrests. I don't know what the deal is, but I'll tell you that looks really, really bad. That looks really, really bad. It's weird. I didn't get any Democrats. Huh. It's odd. All right. Back to this TikTok thing. One, you should understand something as we go into this Chinese warfare, the war of your mind, the war for the window through which you look at the world. You have to understand how much of America, how much of American leadership is bought off. Who knows how many Democrats and Republicans are bought off by the Chinese? How many corporations are bought off by the Chinese? This is Congressman Representative Jamal Brownman. Brown man. His name's not Brown man. Isn't it Jamal Brown, Chris? I think it's Jamal Brown. Anyway, Jamal, here he was. You know, Robert, I just realized something. Republicans ain't got no swag. That's why they want to ban TikTok. Republicans ain't got no swag. That's the problem. Yeah, that guy's clearly bought off by the Chinese Communist Party. Why do the Chinese have TikTok here? Well, this Republican, Buddy Carter, laid it out pretty well. Those on this committee, including myself, who believe that the Chinese Communist Party is engaged in psychological warfare through TikTok to deliberately influence U.S. children. His name's Bowman, Chris. How did it end up as brown man on the paper? And he's a black dude. Do you think we're going to get in trouble for this? We're going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> Jamal Bowman. All right, Bowman. Sorry about that, everybody. All right, quit. Shut up. Anyway, the TikTok CEO went before Congress today 
In case you're thinking, ah, oh, Jess, you're just being a nutball. They're not collecting our stuff. Here he is. Do any bite dance employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to user, U.S. user data? Today, all um, U.S. user data is stored by default in the Oracle Cloud infrastructure, question, and access question, to that is controlled is, do any by American bite dance personnel. employees in China, including engineers, currently have access to U.S. data? Uh, Congressman, uh, I would appreciate this. This is a complex uh, topic. Today, all data yes, is stored yes by no. default. It's not that complex. Yes or no, do they have access? Just pause. I, it's, I love this. I, I, we've all used this tactic with our spouses before. Well, it's complicated, all right? Hey, Jesse, I see you got back from golfing with the boys. How many beers did you have? Well, look, hey, it's there are a lot of ins, a lot of outs out there. It's, it's complicated. Use your data. We have, after Project Texas is done, the answer is no. Today, there is still yeah, so some data that we need to meet. Yes, we've heard already from the Oh, he goes on. I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I, have I, asked find, that that, I find that actually oh, sure, sure. preposterous. <laughs> I, I have uh, <laughs> I looked too. in. I have seen no evidence. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I've seen no evidence. But, of course, they do. We, we rely on global interoperability, and we have employees in China. So, yes, the Chinese engineers do have access to global data. They have access to global data. Uh, we mm-hmm. have heard. Not storage. No, storage has always been in Virginia and Singapore. The, the physical service. You have no access to storage, to American data today. That's not what I said. I said. So you do have access to American data, and you have storage of American data. The. American data has always been stored in Virginia and Singapore in the past. And access of this is on an as-required basis as by engineers globally, who? by engineers for business purposes. By engineers? Com- ByteDance? ByteDance. Uh, the Communist uh, Party? No, no. Why? But, How can you say that? This is a, if this they is have a access. Business. This is a private business. Mm-hmm. And I, this might be my favorite part. This is the last one I'll play you. This... This one really might be my favorite part. Just think about that TikTok app you're allowing your teenager to have on their phone. And they were going to follow individual American citizens. I ask you again, Mr. Chu, has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think that spying is the right way to describe it. This is ultimately... (laughs) Well, I wouldn't call it spying. Look, we're not spying on you. We're collecting your information and manipulating the things you see. It's not spying. No, 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 not at all. Golly. That, when you combine that with the fact that we are led by the dumbest people on the planet, this is, well, this is Jerome Powell. The spending that's happened is working against what you are doing, right? So it's prolonging inflation. You know, if you, you have to look at, um, at the impulse from spending because spending was, of course, tremendously high during the pandemic. And then as the pandemic programs rolled off spending actually came down so the 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 sort of fiscal impulse is actually not what's driving inflation right now it was it was at the beginning perhaps part of what was driving inflation but that's not really the story now we're spending about two trillion dollars a year more than we take in and still printing money by the trillion and that's not affecting inflation at all oh gosh the chinese are so crafty They've installed an app on your child's phone to manipulate their worldview, and our leaders don't think that spending causes inflation. This has been a podcast from WOR. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.